Hey, yo, what's up? It's your boy, sir, of the 2020 Podcast, LLC. Please say the LLC. And before you listen to this episode, I just got to let you know, I need you to stop what you're doing. Go to blkrenaissance.com, and I need you to shop for the culture. That's right. Anytime you use the promo code LLC20 at Black Renaissance Clothing's website, you will get 20% off your order. Off rip. No questions asked. So do me a favor and do it for the culture. Peace. Hey, this is KJ, and I have a question for you. When was the last time you got something nice for yourself? (laughs) That's what I thought. So why not visit www.theblurredsyndicate.com and get something that will help you express who you really are. They've got shirts, mugs, purses, mouse pads, and even aprons for the grillers of the family. So if you're a fan of anime, pro wrestling, or hell, even the Golden Girls, the Blurred Syndicate has got you covered. Also, if you use the code LLC20 at checkout, you'll get 20% off your order. So what are you waiting on? I got mine. Come get yours. And remember to join the BS. Hi, guys. It's Mr. I'm Just Being Honest, host of the Truth Serum Podcast, podcast for the people. You can find me on Spotify, Anchor, and Buzzsprout. More networks coming soon. Happy listening. The self-destruct sequence has been activated. Repeat, the self-destruct sequence has been activated. This sequence may not be aborted. All employees proceed to the emergency car at the bottom platform. Okay, we lit it just like a fuse, so no need to pick and choose. Welcome to 2020, where we do more than interviews. The hottest be coming through, jumping knowledge on all that you get. A pick up the front of you with the truth that they offer you. Yeah, hands up, we doing it for the culture. To give artists and businesses more exposure. Keep it real and stay silent just like a boulder. It's about to go all the way down, can get no lower. Chasing my dreams, know that they get no slower. But if I stay running, I promise they getting closer. Moreover, success, my older. And if you're sleeping on me, I'm waking them up like folders. I told you, coming from the land with the tide roll, where we'll be on the whole different vibe though we like to ride slow and keep our windows tinted so you really can see us like stevie wonder waking up with his eyes closed yeah got the kind of flow that rock the boat on my 16s and pounds of dope and if you figure you can hang with me on the mic then grab some rope matter of fact better grab some hope while you at it we keep it live it's time to tune in turn up the sound on what you're using it goes so hard i think it's bruising the show is 2020 no need to zoom in yeah Hey yo, what's up? It's your boy Sir, and we are back talking about the McMahon allegations again. I'm reading the, which is a uh, public information, the court action uh, statement that was released for the uh, by Janelle Grant. Y'all, pardon me. Look, I'm so excited to be reading about this. Like I've been thinking about this all day. So, um, last I left off, uh, we were discussing how, and this is as per the document, she had met with Vince. Vince was telling her how he was gonna. Uh, change her life and all this stuff and he didn't want to offer her a job he wanted to offer her a life and they hugged and all this happened at his penthouse so i'm going to continue on the story as to pretty much where i left off uh as per the document you know uh so let's go back Mm-mm-mm. here we go i think we we're on page 11 when we left off all right 
McMahon then told Miss Grant that he'd get the ball rolling on the next steps, but it was a super busy time of year as WWE prepared for WrestleMania. Explained that this was WWE's Super Bowl, he then invited Miss Grant to attend his guests along with the resident manager and added that he would personally select their seats to have the best possible experience. McMahon advised her that his office would reach out to her to set up a meeting with a trusted official, WWE Corporate Officer Number 2, who's not being named, at the WWE headquarters. Asking if her cell was the best number to reach her, mm -hmm, McMahon shared his personal phone number with Miss Grant, walked her to his door, and again hugged while whispering, so good. B. McMahon arranges for Miss Grant to be hired by WWE while beginning to groom her for sexual exploitation. All right. Let's keep it rolling. On March 31st, 19, excuse me, 19, on March 31st, 2019, the day before Ms. Grant was granted, was scheduled to meet with WWE corporate officer number two, McMahon unexpectedly invited Ms. Grant to come back to his condo for pointers for her meeting with WWE corporate office num officer number two. When she arrived, McMahon gave a huge embrace and suggested they sit on the couch. It quickly became clear that Mr. McMahon had no intention of giving her pointers for an interview except for a single direction. If the topic comes up during her meeting, Miss Grant could state that they met through a mutual friend. And met through a mutual friend is in quotes. During this meeting, McMahon described a surgery he had on his knee by touching Miss Grant's leg and drawing a line where the surgery had taken place with his finger. He stated that similar to rehabbing an injury, Miss Grant cannot let scar tissue build up on the inside of her from trauma as her vulnerability is a gift. <laughs> McMahon explained that people are intimidated around him and are afraid to touch him. Ugh. McMahon added that he is a, an affectionate person who likes to hug and starves for physical affection. McMahon then led Miss Grant on the tour of his condo before hugging her goodbye, again whispering, feels so good. April 1st, 2019. Miss Grant met with WWE corporate officer number two at the WWE headquarters for a short time. The corporate officer hardly asked any questions, saying that the corporate officer, too, was just figuring out where Miss Grant would be placed and then promised to be in touch again after WrestleMania. Later that day, Miss Grant texts McMahon and enthusiastically described her meeting with corporate officer number two. She also commented on a dinosaur skull that she saw on McMahon's office wall, prompting his response. By the way, if you're a bad girl, the T-Rex will eat you. Followed by, seriously, Janelle, wherever you land in WWE will be a credit to an organization. Excuse me, let me read that again. Seriously, Janelle, wherever you land in WWE, you will be a credit to the organization. The thing about reading text uh, out, like specifically out loud when you're reading them, is when they don't use... Uh, you know, punctuation is really hard to get the scope of what they're saying. So pardon me if I'm a little annoying <laughs> by uh, mispronouncing or having to reread some of these parts. Anyway, back to the ship. On April 7, 2019, Miss Grant and the resident manager were provided a VIP experience at WrestleMania, including private transportation in a black SUV arranged by McMahon. Per McMahon's instructions, Miss Grant diligently took notes about her impression. 
talking about WrestleMania, seeing that this was the first time attending such an event. Ms. Grant left overwhelmed with emotion and feeling hopeful that everything McMahon promised would become a reality. Over the next several weeks, McMahon invited Ms. Grant to his condo on several occasions, each time assuring her that he would find the right position for her in WWE. For each meeting with McMahon, Ms. Grant brought sample job descriptions she found online to review with him and demonstrate the types of roles she might fit in. McMahon listened to Ms. Grant, asked her questions, and pointed out qualities that she described as rare gifts, including her goodness, vivaciousness, childlike innocence, and ability to be vulnerable, all things that made her an easy target. This is true. McMahon also initiated long physical embraces with Ms. Grant, repeatedly telling her that he trusted her and that he could be himself around her and how he opened his home to her. This is crazy, man. Like, he's showering her with all this shit. Trying to get her to, you know, feel comfortable with him. It, it feels like something you do when you're dating. And the fact that he's trying to find a position for her or create a position for her and just finding the right way to do it. And she's in on it, but she isn't in on it. You know what I mean? Like he's doing it to have it as his old lady at work. But she just thinks, oh, he's just giving me a job because I lost my parents. <sighs> I would hope that's what she was thinking. All right. During one visit to the condo in late April 2019, McMahon did not greet Miss Grant when she entered, but instead called her to his master bedroom. Excuse me, called her to his master walk-in closet. As soon as she turned the corner, McMahon emerged from the bathroom wearing only briefs. Shocked, Miss Grant turned around and apologized. As McMahon laughed and asked her to turn around, he then handed her a shirt and asked her for help with the buttons. McMahon reminded her that he was working hard on her role and said he felt good about her taking care of him. Mm -hmm. So you busted a Kona in your drawers and you wanted her to help you get dressed. Brush stop. Uh, this dude. And again, allegedly, this is the weakest form of game, bro. The weakest, man. But I guess when you're rich, you don't have to be. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to, like, mm. Around that time, McMahon also told Ms. Grant that he would never forget how helpless she looked when they first met. Whoa. That he wanted to wrap his arms around her and assure her that everything was going to be okay. And that Ms. Grant's problems were in the past. McMahon also told Ms. Grant that he viewed her as a true friend. However, McMahon advised Ms. Grant that people at WWE could never know about their closeness or else rumors would spawn and threaten them especially due to Miss Grant's physical beauty. McMahon also emphasized that the circumstances could jeopardize the company. Around this time, he mentioned that he had an attorney on speed dial whom he described as the best of the best at making problems, including people who become problems, go away. On April 21st, 2019, McMahon unexpectedly invited Miss Grant to his condo to provide her with an update. Upon her arrival, McMahon assured her, Miss Grant, that he was a man of his word, that his office would be in touch with her soon with the right role. As she turned to leave, McMahon grabbed a large black electric massager and told Miss Grant to turn around for a demonstration. He quickly moved to rubbing hands on Miss Grant's upper back before reminding her that she would hear from his office about the next steps in a day or two. Two days later, Miss Grant was contacted about further meetings at WWE. A week later, she met with two high-ranking human resources employees 
and both human resources employees provided Ms. Grants with their impressions about the company culture WWE and confirmed that the ball was in their court to figure out what would be the best fit at WWE. Now, keep in mind, this is two weeks after April 21st. This is May. This shit started in goddamn... I want to say I'm going back a little bit. Pardon me, but this this has been some months now. This this has been a couple months, and uh, this this is just wild. This is this is the fact that this has been going on uh, this much is is wild and low key uncomfortable. Anyway, on May fifth, twenty nineteen, Miss Grant visited McMahon's condo again and. The topic of bucket list came up, during which Miss Grant expressed that she always dreamed of attending the Belmont Stakes. McMahon responded that he could personally acquire two tickets for her, which Miss Grant said she could not accept. McMahon then stood up from his chair and knelt in front of the chair where Miss Grant was seating, blocking her from standing. He leaned in close to Miss Grant and told her to kiss him. Miss Grant paused and gave McMahon a kiss on the cheek, to which McMahon sighed and said, that's not what I meant. After McMahon walked off to his bedroom, he said that he wanted Miss Grant. He, she swiftly rejected his advances and tried to reason with him that he was putting her in a bad position. Miss Grant pled with McMahon to stop and think about what he was doing. McMahon then begged repeatedly, simply to hold Miss Grant. Out of fear for her employment and her early implied threats about the legal team dealing with problems, Ms. Grant laid down in bed next to McMahon and kept her hands clasped and ankles crossed. As she acquiesced in, saying that he could only hold her, but nothing more. When Ms. Grant tried to make small talk about WWE storylines, McMahon suggested that she watch the next episode of Monday at Night Raw and text him before the broadcast. After she agreed, he forcibly kissed her and began pulling down a strap on her sweater. Ms. Grant then set up and said she needed to leave and had a lot to process and left. The next day, Ms. Grant watched the show as promised and texted McMahon to wish him well. She was shocked when he appeared on the show and texted him back in the middle of the live broadcast. That was a very nice message. Made me smile. On May 9th, 2019, McMahon texted Ms. Grant that she would have a job at WWE by that Friday. The next day, Human Resources called Ms. Grant, informed her that WWE Corporate Officer Number 4 would contact her at 4 to discuss a legal role. After a call with the Corporate Officer Number 4, Ms. Grant sent McMahon a thumbs-up text message to indicate the call went well. Around 7, the WWE Corporate Officer Number 4 unexpectedly called her a second time and formally offered her a job saying, Welcome to WWE. On May 11, 2019, McMahon invited Grant to her condo again, to his condo again, excuse me, asked her to lay in bed with him before informing her that he ordered the corporate officer number four to offer her a job, even though a job description had not been firmed up beyond a high-level summary. While incredibly excited to finally receive a long-awaited employment and financial security, Ms. Grant expressed to McMahon that there seemed to be a conflict between 
his doing this and his warning to Miss Grant that no one could know about their closeness. Makes sense. Remember, he told her that, yo, you can't say nothing because, you know, stuff could happen. But what it looked like him telling her, uh, officer number four, yo, give her this job. They're obviously going to know that what, what's up, that this is nepotism. <sighs> well, not nepotism, but, you know. He appeared amused with the reply saying, it's my company. McMahon then undressed down to his briefs while Miss Grant remained clothed. And he began kissing Miss Grant and inserting his hands into her pants without consent. On May 16, 2019, McMahon informed Miss Grant that he had obtained two tickets to Belmont State. Belmont Stakes scheduled for June 8, 2019. On May 17, 2019, he... Ms. Grant received an offer letter from WWE for an entry-level job as a legal administrator coordinator with a salary of $75,000. On May 18, 2019, McMahon summoned Ms. Grant to his condo, and she brought a printed copy of the offer letter to review with him. McMahon informed Ms. Grant that her new boss, a WWE employee who worked in risk and government relations, uh, was decade was a decades-long family friend and confidant, similar in age to McMahon, and of one small original group, which McMahon named the Titan Family, who helped the WWE expand from a regional promotion to a global juggernaut. So, to those of you that don't know, the WWE, way back in the day, well, wrestling overall back in the day, was a territorial thing. You had like your mid-Atlantics, you had your southern region, you had your northern regions, you had the west coast. Like everything was a, a bunch of small federations, these small groups that would work together to get these people over, get money. You know, it, it was like um, uh, like how the NFL is a series of teams. You know, different. It's a club, but it's different groups in the club. That's how wrestling used to be. Well, when Vince McMahon took over for his dad, he started to one by one buy these uh, smaller markets and get TV deals. And he took over. And this got this was to the ire of many people. A lot of people who probably long passed away do not fuck with McMahon because he basically became the Walmart of wrestling. And he put a lot of people out of business. Uh, he, he put a lot of people out of business. All right. McMahon stated that outside his attorney, WWE employee number one was the most feared figure in the company because employee number one usually fired employees. Now, I'm going to put a little note right here. I think right there he's talking about John Laurinaitis because John Laurinaitis did handle a lot of the firing and hiring. He would go out and meet with people. And uh, that's where this infamous statement comes from. Uh, from corporate that used to be uh, wish you well in all your future endeavors. If you got future endeavored, you got fired, usually by Johnny Ace, uh, Laurinaitis. Beyond that, he offered little detail about him uh, or his role at WWE. Instead, he focused on his personal traumas, explaining that similar to Ms. Grant, WWE employee number one has no family left after WWE's uh, employee number one's spouse passed away and that the McMahons and WWE were basically when I'm, I'm just going to say allegedly Johnny, his wife died. The McMahons were pretty much his only family along with the WWE. 
McMahon touted that his loyalty about his loyalty, saying that uh, I would be able to protect Miss Grant and then led her to his bedroom while giving her the command of please don't stop this. Uh, that's that's a grape. That's a grape. But anyway, just to recap. So. Her boss is going to be Johnny Laurinaitis, who he's trying to, like, create a trauma bond with them. You know what I'm saying? To get her in to, I guess, fucking with him, too. Because Johnny, his wife died. You're a beautiful woman. He ain't got no family. WWE's family. My pussy is his pussy. He can get what he want. He helped me take over. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's, that's what this is giving. That's what this is giving. During May 18th, 2019 encounter, Ms. Grant felt coerced into engaging in sexual activity that McMahon had trapped her in an impossible situation. As she feared, excuse me, as she feared adverse career and personal consequences and legal retaliation if she declined his advances, McMahon stated, this is what I've been waiting for as he performed oral sex on Ms. Grant. Ms. Grant asked that protection be used and listen to this, McMahon responded that there was no need to worry because he was clean. What the fuck? Feeling that she was being used for his gratification, Miss Grant went numb and was unable to make eye contact. McMahon then flipped on his back and said, okay, jack him off. Disturbed by the non-consensual sexual encounter, she hoped that McMahon would cease his advances. Of course not. But his advances continued and left her to fulfill demands or lose her job. On June 16th, bruh, this is months in. On June 16th of 2019, the day before starting with the WWE, she already fucked. They started with uh, the WWE. Miss Grant attempted to shut down any further physical contact or sexual encounters by admitting to McMahon her unhappiness and concern, stating her first ever job in this legal department, no less, while in a physical relationship with the chairman and CEO. She requested that they end any physical relationship while remaining friends to avoid any risk to either of them. McMahon refused, saying that this was not ending and that it doesn't need to and that he did not ever envision it ending. He reminded her that he trusted her, reiterated the rumors that would lead to trouble and probe whether her silence would be an issue. Oh yeah, this is gaslighting. And brushed her off and brushed off her concerns that she was struggling with the feeling that her job felt unearned. McMahon told Miss Grant that all she needed to do was not tell anybody and that it just has to look legit. That's wild. But then again, what's fucked up is I've seen this in person before. I have seen this. You ever seen somebody who got a job and you like, how in the fuck did you? I've seen this. McMahon then spun the conversation and told Miss Grant to focus on the positives and embrace her life. That was uh, and embraced the life that was going to change, saying that isn't that what you always wanted? McMahon manipulated, excuse me, y'all. McMahon manipulatively emphasized that she was about to start an adventure and gain a new family with WWE as a surrogate for the family that she had lost. That's that's what makes this fucked up. He's basically telling her, hey, your folks is dead. Let the WWE be, mom and daddy. All the while, I need to fuck. Miss Grant's WWE career commences, minimal work and an absent boss. On June 17, 2019, Miss Grant reported to WWE, oh, WWE headquarters for her first day of work 
With attorneys in glass offices and support staffs in cubicles with low walls and tall monitors, it was easy to see how much the other colleagues worked. As quiet and small department, it was even easier to overhear the conversations. Oh, let's go. Ms. Grant was immediately surprised that there was not much work assigned to her, struggling even to appear busy in her new role. In stark contrast to colleagues who complained about overflowing inboxes, Ms. Grant phone only overflowed with controlling and sexually charged messages from the chairman and CEO, reminding her both of McMahon's power and ever-present surveillance. Colleagues shared onboard stories with Ms. Grant and talked about receiving pre-made binders of information or the opportunity to shadow departing employees, none of which happened for Ms. Grant, nor did anyone know what her unusual title of administrative coordinator meant. <laughs> I know what they know it meant. Ms. Grant did not even meet WWE employee number one until his second week at work. He was a lively individual who frequently regaled the legal department with stories of of others at WWE. And McMahon's name was mentioned. Blank would turn to Miss Grant with a smile, a finger point, and or comment that drew attention to her connection with Mitch Mann, such as, she knows what I'm talking about. That's fucked up. He slash C and Miss Grant quickly bonded as McMahon had predicted. Miss Grant referred to as partner was taught words to live by in the WWE, including we do what's in the best interest of the company, protect the business, and if McMahon wants something, the answer isn't no, but rather how do we make it happen. WWE employee number one also impressed on Miss Job, Miss, excuse me, also impressed on Miss Grant that the job titles don't mean anything for members of McMahon's inner circle, which she clearly considered to be a part of. As he slash she was seldom in the office and required little administrative support, Ms. Grant reported indirectly to another employee within the legal department who provided her with occasional projects related to talent appearances and XFL to help fill Ms. Grant's time. Based on her hiring alone, Blank was on notice that there was something different about Ms. Grant, namely her connection to Mr. McMahon. As Ms. Grant's feared and expressed to McMahon, she is unhappy that a spotlight was unnecessarily put on her before she even set foot in the building. Ms. Grant immediately noticed that the WWE corporate numbers four was warm with other colleagues but cold towards her. Here comes the isolation. All right, pardon me, I gotta take a sip. Beginning in July 2019, after Ms. Grant raised an issue related to the XFL's performance-enhancing drug policy with McMahon, corporate office number four behavior shifted from cold to actively hostile. If Ms. Grant, if Ms. Grant walked into a room while number four was laughing with colleagues, number four's expression immediately became blank and the corporate officer would walk away. If number four and Ms. Grant uh, walked towards each other in the hallway, number four stopped and changed directions. Colleagues noticed the shift in behavior, and while some commented on it to Ms. Grant, others emulated. I wonder if this was a woman. Notwithstanding the issues detailed above, above excuse me, Ms. Grant took her employment seriously. In contrast, McMahon continued a pattern of sending sexually charged messages throughout the work week. Certain her employment depended on her continued appeasement and obedience to McMahon, and believing she needed McMahon's protection from the suspicious Number four, 
and others, Ms. Grant felt no choice but to respond in kind. She was trapped. From all this, Ms. Grant began to experience debilitating panic attacks in the office on a near daily basis that left her physically drained. She could not hide the physical symptoms of these attacks and text the resident manager, you should see the way the people look at me when I'm having an attack. But while her co-workers noticed, no one dare got involved. And we're going to stop right there. We're on page 20. Uh, we got another section D that we're going to do tomorrow. That's called McMahon's coercive control tactics to sexualize and dehumanize Ms. Grant. So be on the lookout for tomorrow, man. We're going we gonna to get through this thing because we already about a fourth through. Let's keep it rolling, yo. You feel me? So uh, let me know what you think, man, in the comments. I love to read you guys' comments. If you're listening to this, let me know what you think. Do you think McMahon is this sexual deviant? Do you think that uh, Miss Grant is embellishing? Do you do what do you think overall? I'm not trying to put any thoughts in anybody's head, but in my head, it's like I want to know how old Miss Grant was at this time because she seemed so hopelessly optimistic and just so go along with it and so gung ho, man. I just feel like she might have been young or weak minded. I, I hate that. I really do hate that. I wonder what kind of bind she was truly in. But anyway, it's been your boy, sir, and I'm out. Peace. Can we put your business out in the streets? People be nosy anyway. So if you're interested in promoting your business, brand, platform, or whatever it is that you want people to know about, hit us up. Or if you're interested in just sponsoring an episode or two of the Underground Queens podcast, feel free to email us at the Underground Queens with a Z podcast at gmail.com. Again, that's the Underground Queens podcast at gmail.com. Or DM us on Instagram at the Underground Queens. Or you can even hit us up on Facebook at Underground Queens. We look forward to working with you and helping putting your business out in the streets.